Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Black Widow, as well as oh, yeah. episode five and the latest news of the week. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. Hello. Yes, we all be talking about those great, uh, well not great things, but Loki. <laughs> some some great, some some not so great. Yeah, um, as you can tell by my voice or our tone of Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, um, hmm. yes, of course. Um, it doesn't seem, I mean, even unanimously uh, online, it doesn't seem like people are too pleased with this one. But, you know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's, yeah, let's start with we'll a little bit of news, shall we? Yeah, news. We've got a lot of news this week. You have so, a lot talk, of news. Say some news right now. Well, I'm going to have to start off with some, some quite sad news, actually, because oh. Richard Donner, the man behind Lethal oh, Weapon, yeah. the, o- the Omen. Goonies and the original Superman, producer of X Men, and and you know many many things that have paved the way for many things today, has died this week, which is which really really sucks. Yeah, you know, he made some yeah. great films. Yeah, he did. You, you know, those are like childhood films. You know, what I mean, yeah. just yeah. They're, they're so yeah, yeah, they're, they're very powerful films. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I remember loving the original Superman when I was a kid. So you know, oh, the regional Superman, yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah, so rest it's in peace, Richard so... Donner. That's like he has such a an impact on on pop culture as we know it today. Yeah, especially with you know with DC, you know, yeah, kind of like gave that future of like what a film, what if, what if superhero films are like this, and you know, I mean, he he pioneered superhero films in general i mean without superman there'd be none of it without x-men he produced x-men you know without the the x-men films you wouldn't have the mcu or any of the dc stuff or you know any of the spider-man stuff it was all you know, that's he, true he, get, yeah. he allowed so many things to happen yeah and wow wow yeah it was just a weird day see that yeah hmm. definitely yeah I agree. so rest in peace uh rest in peace Richard, is it Richard Donner? Yeah, Richard yes, Donner. Yeah. Yes. Um, so our second piece of news, kind of on a more more lighthearted note, we got our first trailer or first look at Star Wars Visions. Ooh. So this is uh, uh, an anthology series told by different anim- anime studios, uh, telling different, no- both non-canon and canon stories within the... No, I think they're all non-canon, actually, stories from, from the Star Wars universe. So they are telling stories about new characters, pre-existing characters, and uh, we have loads of different um, stories. So I'll just list out the names. There is The Duel, Lop and Ocho, Tatooine Rhapsody, The Twins and the Elder, Village Bridge... Akari and T.O.B. One and the Ninth Jedi. So we've got seven stories that they're going to be telling, Ooh, all from different good. anime stories studios. What do you, What do you think of this? Um, let, let me tell you, the animation for this is just crazy. You know, mm. uh, I think it, you know it really fits. Uh, you know, with the, the whole universe uh, yeah. of like different anthology, especially what we've seen of different animations, like especially the one that I couldn't comprehend um you know the one that we had to talk about the og star wars thing yes the 2d uh clone wars yeah of course yes that uh, <laughs> uh, there are loads of similar similarities to that like original kind of like 2d style and what i love about it is that it's very you know there seems to be lots of elements that are you know 
as what a lot of the Star Wars projects are based off George Lucas's original kind of influences like you know samurai films and westerns and I love seeing that stuff because it you know it you know when put into the Star Wars context it feels so pure you know yeah yeah and I feel like with the animation it can go explore more but you know to um you know to explore more of the studio and then the studio can get I don't I don't know but yeah, yeah. Well, there's loads of places they could go and I think it's interesting because we haven't really had any non-canon kind of like you know experimental stuff since Disney took over obviously Bad Batch is still coming out um we will be covering the, the whole of season one in a few weeks time uh maybe like a month or so whenever it ends um and, you know, obviously there's a Mandalorian and, and you know, films on the way and all that stuff. But we haven't had anything that's like experimental and really, really different, really out there. And I think it's cool that they're doing something totally different because, you know, Star Wars can do so many different things for so many different people. And, you know, if you're not a fan of the Bad Batch, if you're not a fan of the Mandalorian, if you're not a fan of the Disney films, maybe these, you know, Star Wars visions will be the thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with anime anime is such a huge um uh, there's a huge fandom on yes. anime yeah and you know, this could attract a lot of people go oh wow this this is star wars you know and uh and that's cool i, I like yeah. that yeah i agree that would be amazing we also have some uh production updates for the last of us so the last of us hbo show ha- is going into production now so that was like a picture Woo! with like some of the cast. Um, and so I, I guess now is a better opportunity. What do you kind of, obviously I haven't played the game, so I'm kind of asking, I'm, I'm wondering what do you think we're going to get, you know, from this show? Uh, do you so think it'll be a direct adaptation of the of the games or do you think, would you like to see something different? Obviously it's similar, it's the same characters. Uh, so I, I need to check how long the game is because... The game itself is pretty long, mm. uh, but there was uh, like one time. So uh, normally, if you want to play the game, it would be twelve or sixteen hours. Wow! So that's that's yeah, plenty of time. time. Yeah. So with this one, uh, it's going to be a TV show. So uh, my guess that it's going to be ten episodes long and an hour each. So hopefully. Uh, that's decent. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it's going to be the same as you know with uh, the d- game storyline, or they could adapt some stuff. But um, I think a lot of fans uh, want to bring that storyline from the game to the TV show. Yeah, uh, and and uh, which which I'm glad. Uh, I'm hoping that they're doing. But if they did try to do uh, try to adapt something uh which i don't mind because it, it, it's a tv show and they can add like a new storyline to that but yeah, hopefully can... i don't want to so i go on go on oh and they could like add like some elements or they could add like some tension to it you know to explore more of the, uh, the relationship between um ellie and joel but the game itself you can ex- explore that uh yourself um but uh, if you uh, if you haven't played Last of Us or you haven't heard of it or just I mean, just play the game itself and you you 
know what I'm talking about. But uh, but yeah, the game was just beautiful. Yeah, uh, I haven't, but I haven't I, played it. So like maybe I will before the show comes out or I might watch it or something. What I'm kind of worried about is obviously the second one was very controversial because it, oh, was, yeah, it, it changed one. a lot of things. Um, and I think oh, that God, there is a, there is a danger for this show to change things and, you know, again, be really um, badly received. Yeah. I don't think, it yeah. you know, I'm not quite sure, you know, how people will react to it. But if, oh. if the second game is any yeah. indication, I reckon there is that kind of danger. Yeah. So with the second game, oh, my God, that came out one year ago. Uh, one year ago. Yeah. yeah Why? Wow, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the internet went quite crazy mm-hmm. on the second game. Uh, and they, they, uh, but, but let me tell you, the game itself, uh, it's beautiful. You know, the game engine, it looks great. The graphics are just on another scale. But the storyline itself is just garbage. It's just <laughs> down the drain, garbage. Oh, no. And you never want to see it ever again. And it's just some... Ah, uh, it's just the characters that you love from the first game, and then they just ruined by the second game. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the TV show. So, TV show. I hope they, you know, uh, bring you know the uh, storyline from the game, and you know maybe reinvent you know character de- de- developments. But I'm hoping they don't. They won't add some stuff like what they did for Last of Us Part Two, but. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but by the way, you can see the pictures for the uh, production. Uh, you can see... Um, I forgot his name. Not Nathan Fillion. A lot of people said Nathan Fillion, but no, it's... Uh, Pedro have Pascal? I yeah, Pedro Pascal. I forgot, yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, it's the Mandalorian, but... John. Oh, my God. No, it's just... Um, yeah. So... Uh, it, it, they're in the car in the post-production yes. me yeah yes and that was that's in the beginning of the game so i'm okay. glad that so that's that that's good that's good uh i'm just trying to find nah, no mind but um yeah i'm excited for it uh it's gonna be hbo max and i'm hoping they're gonna do something right with it so yeah yeah let's hope so um our next piece of news is another trailer uh, this one is for Encanto, which is the uh, next uh, Disney musical uh, with songs lit- written by Lin Manuel Miranda, uh, who did, oh boy. you know, In the oh, Heights, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, it is my favorite. And uh, Moana. Uh, what do you think of this trailer? It's. It's. Um... I don't know what to make out of it. It's. <laughs> okay, so. It's about a girl who's in this place where there's is a house. Okay, yeah, yeah it's a house. It seems like then... a, it seems like there's a family, and everyone in the family, and they live in the same house. Everyone has their kind of own unique ability. So one person seems to be able to make plants grow. One person has like super strength, and she doesn't really know or hasn't found her kind of you know ability yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, one specific TV show from Nickelodeon where there's a superhero family and one of them hasn't found their superhero ability yet. So, Oh, that's uh, very similar to, to Sky High. 
which is yeah um and and you know and, and i guess kind of the early days of invincible because that that yeah. was like you know yeah. like mark trying yeah. to find like you know worrying that he won't have any powers what interests me about this one is that this trailer we didn't really get any you know um story elements or yeah we got a little bit of story we didn't really get any of the music we might have got one song but nothing really jumps out to me and obviously lin manuel miranda has made many incredible songs in you know some really cool musicals and and that's what i'm most interested about you know i really want to know what's what you know what's happening like what what's the music going to be like is it going to be similar to his other stuff you know he loves a bit of rap he loves a bit of you know yeah interconnecting uh you know like motifs particularly in hamilton so that's what i'm kind of most interested about yeah uh, i mean lin manuel uh, lin manuel miranda creates really good uh songs as well uh but i'm interested to see what's he gonna do with this so yeah have you have you seen moana uh no but i've heard the songs yeah moana is moana's good man i mean i did fall asleep at the end but i was on a plane i was jet lagged right <laughs> oh so, i mean it was good on it was good until i fell asleep i don't know what the what the ending's like uh oh i hate when you know you're watching a film and you're just tired man you mm. just want to want to sleep but you're like oh this film's so good yeah. so uh like i i can't hear like when people you know they say, oh, I put this movie on and I go to sleep with it. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, How? No. Honestly, unless I am, like, I think the only times I've ever fallen asleep during a film have been if I've been, like, jet-lagged or something. I have no idea how people fall asleep during films regularly. I, I have no idea because a film, whether it's a bad film or a good film, you cannot sleep through a film because it's impossible because you're going to miss the story and... I mean, people people sleep in the cinema, and that's a loud place. I went to see uh, Age of Ultron when I was uh, younger with my uh, grand granddad, and he fell asleep during it. And, I, and afterwards, oh. I was like, oh, "How yeah. did you fall asleep?" <laughs> oh yeah, my, with my uh, mum, uh, I went to see Into the Woods. Yes, that, oh, that right, musical. Yeah, yeah and Agony. my mum's agony <laughs> uh, uh, my mom slept through the entire thing really yeah uh, or oh like halfway God. through i don't know she slept like all the way there and then she was like she woke up like oh what's happening, what's happening? <laughs> i couldn't yeah. sleep in the cinema i really couldn't yeah that's that's impossible you cannot you know do that because the cinema's yeah. loud but you're watching a film and you go oh this is my film this is the type of film i fall asleep with you what yeah. no no, <laughs> like it, for example, if they said um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was their film to sleep with, just you know, ooh. I understand that one because that one is is slow, it's slower, it's much more methodical. The things that I don't understand is if there's really big action scenes, like how do you sleep when it's like explosions going on and all that? I I have no idea and. But it or if it's a rom com or you know some action film, I that's just stupid. But um, yeah, my sister she fell asleep when I uh, she nearly fell asleep when I put Man of Steel on. What? <laughs> yeah. What Man of Steel? What? Okay, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. That's that, okay. That is, yeah. that is that's insane to me. That is actually insane. Like it's not it's not that long i mean like yeah maybe batman v superman that is three hours and the snyder cut is four hours but like 
Jeepers. Yeah, Jeepers. Oh, I haven't heard that first for a while. Uh, but, Jeepers uh, Creepers. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just blows my mind. It, 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 <laughs> even you watch a film at late night, you're still into the uh, into the film. Like, for example, you're watching at 11, you go, wow, this is a great film. Hopefully you don't fall asleep. And you don't fall asleep, but it's great. Yeah, but, no, I, yeah. I get that. Um, our next piece of news is yet another trailer. This one is for Marvel's What If. So this is yes. like the first like proper full trailer we've got with so many different things, so many What Ifs. Um, this series is starting in August. Uh, when is it? 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 August 11th. August 11th. Thanks, Sean. Um, <laughs> what do you think? This... This just looks uh, great because, you know, it's the animation, but mm. also we've got the watch- Watcher. So, yes. yes. And, you know, we saw many, many, many uh, different possibilities. Mm. And, you know, the zombies, we've got uh, uh, Carter as um, Captain America. Yeah. Captain itself there's a killmonger saving uh tony stark and iron man yeah and uh there's uh, um, black panther being star lord yes uh there's uh spider-man as the sorcerer supreme wait really yeah that's that's one of them is i think it's on the the poster one of the most interesting ones uh, that i found was vision uh ultron actually making himself vision Oh wow! And, really? and so it's yeah, it's 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 like Ultron, and he's wearing like um, like he's got like, it's like it's like a cross between Vision and Ultron, and I, I think he has the cloak of levitation. But what's more interesting is that he has the Infinity Gauntlet and he has all the Infinity Stones. Uh yeah yeah I can see oh my god that would be a powerful Ultron yeah right uh, so like this is like it's really interesting what they're trying to do I mean obviously. You know, we're getting with Loki, which we'll talk about like next. We've got we're getting quite a lot of different things. Um, you know, yeah. in terms of we're getting um like different universes and like different variants in Loki, and obviously that promises to be another theme going forward in Spider-Man and in Doctor Strange. It's interesting that they're gonna show us all these things, which I think is, you know, gonna be a really nice little break. We're gonna talk about it in a few weeks. We're actually recording tomorrow. We're gonna talk about all the upcoming Marvel shows. Oh yeah. So I think yeah, it's gonna be really yeah. interesting to see kind of like what, what happens. Yeah. And I'm wonder you know, with the show it just looks great because there's so many um different uh, different concepts and different possibilities that yeah. you can add. And I'm wondering if this, you know gonna add to um to the madness of the multiverse. Is yeah, I mean multiverse of madness no (laughs) every Ah! time every time amazing um well no this is a show that you know the more the more marvel projects they make the more films the more shows this this what if could go on for years you know they could make what ifs about every single film you know every single film tv show they could really stretch this out so i think that's really interesting and you know um, the prospects of this, and I think it's co- similar way to what to um, Star Wars Visions. What if doesn't have to be part of the MCU? It, it just can be a little bit of fun, you know. It can just be like you know showing yeah. some wacky concepts, some cool stuff, you know. I think it sounds really cool. 
yeah yeah and it's gonna you know like go through maybe some possibilities from the comics you know yeah right exactly i mean we've already already got marvel zombies which is you know from the comics yeah yeah but this one this was a more different one because marvel marvel zombies was more comical apparently oh really okay yeah i haven't read it yeah uh, but this one that looks scarier, so yeah, um, it does look quite scary. The zombie Captain yeah. America looks really cool. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's like like other ones as well. Oh, zombie, uh, Thanos zombie. Oh, I think in this trailer we saw Iron Man zombie. Yeah. Well, speaking of Iron Man, actually, what I think is cool about this show is that loads of actors are coming back. Obviously, there's Chadwick Boseman in his final performance. Um, you know, but most of like the actors, you know, you got like Hayley Atwell's coming back as Peggy Carter and Benedict Cumberbatch and you know uh, Michael B. Jordan, so many different characters. But this trailer actually opens with Tony Stark and it's not Robert Downey Jr., the voice. And I don't know if you noticed that, but it was so jarring to me. Wait, that's not Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. No, it was some other guy. And I I really was like thrown what? Back, like, taken aback what? i was like i was like what the heck wait i thought he was gonna voice in it no 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 he's not coming back oh. I, I mean i assume i assume he costs a lot you know like yeah. I, I think i think i think like to get him back for end game they paid him like 200 million pound dollars <laughs> one billion oh, okay um, one billion dollars dollars uh but yeah, yeah, I, I, I did notice that, but I was like, hmm, wait, so where's the original voice actor? But we did get Chris Hemsworth. Please. Did we? Yeah, no, we did, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thor without a beard. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but Ant-Man, I think. Uh, no, Paul Wood. Yeah, Paul. Oh, no, is, is he? No, he's not. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there are loads no, of people Stan in this. Sebastian. Sebastian Stan. You're getting things things the other way around. You're just like flipping Sebastian Stan. Stan Sebastian, Madness of Multiverse, Hemsworth, Chris. Chris Hemsworth, right? I did (laughs) say that one. Yeah, you did say that one, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, uh, it looks great. Um, It's going to open possibilities for future stuff uh, Mm. as well. Definitely. I mean, I mean, yeah. depending on what works, they could make films or TV shows out of some of these concepts. And they could introduce The Watcher, played, of course, by, um, oh, that one guy, Jeffrey Wright, who plays uh, Jim Gordon in The Batman and yeah. uh, uh, Felix Leiter in uh, the Daniel Craig Bond films. So really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah me too. Pretty... So yeah. our final piece of news is for Argyle. Argyle is the new Matthew Vaughn film, and we have a little bit of casting from it. So it's a, it's a uh, Variety is reporting that this film is going to bring together Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson, and Dua Lipa. Not sure if Dua Lipa's ever acted before, but I want to say I love... Wait, what? She's acting in this? Yeah, she's acting in this. I don't know if she's ever what acted before, but I mean, it's not the first time that musicians have become uh, actresses or actors. I mean, look at Lady Gaga. She almost won. Did she win an Oscar? I think she might have won an Oscar. I can't remember. Um, but 
Matthew Vaughan, obviously, is the director behind X-Men First Class, Kick-Ass, the two Kingsman films, the upcoming Kingsman, uh, The Kingsman. <laughs> um, you know, he's producer on, like, um, Eddie the Eagle. I think that he is an amazing filmmaker. And I really, yeah, and, and Argyle is. is, obviously, he's done a lot of comic book stuff, Kingsman based off a of comic, Kick-Ass, X-Men, all based off comics. And Argyle is another spy thing based off comics. I mean, Ooh, spy. Yeah, are you excited to see another Matthew Vaughn, Vaughn spy thing? Oh heck yeah! Heck Come yeah! But how couldn't you be? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little. I don't know how it differs to Kingsman. Obviously, I'm sure it'd be different because you know Kingsman. You know, obviously, there's. It's like a very stylized, you know, um, spy thing. Obviously, taking a lot of uh, elements uh, and like kind of pit poking fun at James Bond. But also, you know, obviously it's it's a, it's a British thing. But I don't know if I what I don't know much about Argyle, so I don't know what it's was what what it's going to be. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how come I didn't hear about this Argyle? Henry Cavill <laughs> put it on his um on his Instagram yesterday. That's how I found out about it. Uh oh yeah, there it is. Argyle twenty twenty two. Why I yeah. didn't hear about this? Oh. Yeah, that cool, looks right? cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, that reminds me of um a film called The Man from Uncle, which Harry Oh Cumberstone. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good film. I quite enjoyed that film. Yeah, I like that film. Yeah, um, I I mean, I think that Matthew Vaughn, like after, especially after Kickass, Kingsman One, and X Men First Class, I think he can like direct like any comic book thing i think he's really good at it i think he should direct like whatever next superman film they do i think he'd do a great job at that i think they should give him a stab at a marvel film mm. you know i think that he is amazing you know not even not not just not just his action scenes which are you know really famous i think that all of his films have such a a really a good emotional core to them yeah yeah i i, I want to see him more films you know yeah especially you know he, he, he's a very different director you know what i mean you know yeah 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 and yeah. he's from like good it. old britain oh britain yeah he's british just like us i'm so sorry but <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we um like americans we uh, they, they think that we do the british accent when we are alone <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do drink. I do eat a lot of crumpets. So, uh, but, uh, yes, and then tea, and then love my tea. Yeah, fish and oh, chips. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> we can, get, we can uh, get so many like more like uh, subscribers if we just talk like proper like classic British accent the whole time. Mm, yes, then they would never. Know. <laughs> All right, uh, Governor. Want to talk about Loki episode five? Yes, let's carry on. <laughs> yes, champ. Pit pit me old chum. The chap, yes. <laughs> so I think I mean I mean just initial thoughts about Loki now. I think this was like probably as good as last week, if not better. Yeah. What did you think? Uh this this one's a very good episode as well. Um Yes. Yes. Uh but let me tell you, Richard E. Grant. Oh my god, the man, the myth, the legend. I am so I mean he's been in so many things. 
you know he has like so many like especially recently like in the last like five years he was in doctor who he was in uh star wars he was in logan i think he was fine in all of them but he hasn't really had his opportunity to really you know go all out full richard e grant and he really i mean as i mean first of all spoilers if you haven't seen loki episode five head on over to disney plus watch it you won't regret it it's great um, it is so good yeah but like he really got his opportunity to be you know full out richard e grant you know he went a little bit crazy you know he had so much fun with what he was doing and he didn't pull any punches and he had a really really strong character arc as well yeah um and you know this episode really uh you know episode four and episode five has you know made that jump start to what the show is supposed to be you know you know what i mean yes. so we're exploring more about uh, the characters between you know loki and sylvie and we're exploring more about the tva and the the shocking thing is you know throughout the series we'd be you know uh you know pruned we thought oh no they, they're gonna die they're gonna get wiped from existence but no they're just in this dump called the void yes but um yeah and there are so many clues and things that link to Kang the Conqueror there are it's all over the place isn't it I mean yeah I think the, the biggest thing here is is Elias the huge smoke monster first of all yes it's been years since we've seen a smoke monster in a Marvel film Obviously, they used to do oh, no. smoke monsters. Oh, no. Used to be everywhere. Remember, did you ever watch Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer? Yes. Do yes. you remember? Do you remember? Um, the Galactus. Oh was no! A giant that. cloud. Yeah. I mean, oh. that's mental. And I think it's so cool that in this episode they made the um they made Elias this huge cloud. They made it really cool. You know, yeah, it had like, I, I had, like this kind of wolf's face that would come out of it sometimes. You know, it really worked as this like, you know, stalking like monster that would consume things. And, you know, I think the I think it made for a really, really interesting finale. Yeah. And, you know, it, I'm hoping it won't drop the ball, but I, it doesn't seem like it is. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. I think I think this show has been very good, uh, um, you know, building things to a point as you said episode one two and three were very slow you know and and you know yeah. they kind of increased in momentum and now we're probably getting to the stuff which is you know you know they aren't sacrificing character moments if anything there are there are more character moments and i think that's amazing i'm loving that about the show but they are you know infusing it with so much plot so much fun stuff you know you got like you know the the, the huge climactic moments which you know i think uh is good to see at this point in the show yeah and that the, you know um i really like you know exploring more of you know the world of the void it, it, you know there's so many possibilities that you can see within that void Thanos you know, copter. Thanos copter. Thanos yeah. copter yes yes yeah and there's the uh oh Oh, the Sphinx, yeah. So the Sphinx, yes. if you see in the background, yeah. With a oh. nose, right? Oh, uh, um... Right, you still... Oh, you still... Sorry, it's just someone just swung me. Uh, so... Oh, you're, so uh... you're so popular. 
Uh, so with it, Sphinx, it it's got a nose. Yeah, it's mad. And there were loads of yeah. really cool things, like Yellow Jacket's head, like a huge oh, yeah. like sculpture of Yellow Jacket's head just on the on like a, on a grassy plain. Yeah, and y- you can see like alien uh, spaceships. Yeah, a UFO. Oh my god! Speaking of UFOs, last night I woke up and there was some sort of like helicopter like somewhere and i could hear like these giant like rotors i thought i was being abducted by aliens <laughs> gen- gen- generally i was like w- what i was like oh my god what's what's happening like i was so scared like at 2 30 in the morning there's these really really loud rotors and i thought this is it i'm gonna get abducted by aliens and they're gonna probe me <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a story right there thank um, you uh so um uh, I, I let me tell you, would you agree? Uh, the performances in this in the show, uh, in this episode was great. You know, yeah. uh, Richard E. Grant. Let, mm. let me tell you, mm. Mm. Uh, especially at Chef's the end. Kiss. What? Chef's Kiss. Oh yes. You know, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so... he was so good. I tell you, there was one kind of aspect that I did think was a little weaker. I think Kid Loki wasn't the best. Yeah, his Kid acting Loki wasn't was amazing. Yeah, Kid. Yeah, I wish there was like a lot more, you know, to see what Kid Loki did. But at the beginning, he was like, "I killed Thor." I was like, oh, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is so interesting." And then they didn't really do anything with him or boastful Loki. I think it was. I mean, <laughs> Alligator Loki was great. Uh, alligator loki you stole the show <laughs> yeah like yeah R- classic loki was also great you know as you said richly grant um i think king loki was also really fun um, yeah um president loki right yeah, yeah. but yeah. like i think i think boastful loki and kid loki were a little bit lackluster in my opinion yeah yeah i would have just, really, just no. like to see more yeah, yeah, to explore more, but didn't really make that impact, you know, of like different Lokis. I mean, with Sylvie, with um, old um, classic Loki, and then with all the uh, uh, other Lokis. And I want to see difference, but no, they're just there for comical. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, I feel like yeah. they could have explored that a bit more. Um, oh, which yeah. is you're gone. Yeah. Uh, sorry, um, when Classic Loki was talking about um, being killed by the Mad mm. Titan, yes. and he said that he force projected himself being uh, as killed by the Mad Titan, yeah. and you know being disguised as debris outside yes. the spaceship. So this, I was like, oh my god, this is this is what new rock stars were talking yeah, about. Yeah, years that was ago. a fan. That was a fan theory, wasn't it? It was a standard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rockstar was Rockstar was talking about it, and they one year later they had to make an apology about yeah. like saying like, "Oh, sorry, guys, this this was a very weird theory about you know Loki um, that uh, he's he's dead." But then <laughs> now he's like, Haha, "I'm not making another apology. I take that apology back. <laughs> I uh, lived." <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So possibly. Loki back in the MC, I don't know, but um, yeah, well, I mean, what I think is really interesting is that, especially classic Loki and kid Loki, they you know, they they comment on the nature of, of, I guess we should call him prime Loki, the main Loki of the show, Um, and you know, 
Kid Loki killed Thor and classic Loki, you know, he, he got to the point in his life where he was so content with himself that he wanted to be with Thor. He literally seeked him out and it was that that, you know, got him pruned. I think it's very interesting that that was, you know, that was the, um, it, it comments on, 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 on who Loki is and, you know, who he could have been and who he could still be. You know, I think this show has done such a good thing, uh, um, you know, developing him. It's a similar thing to Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, in Into the Spider-Verse, Miles understands what kind of Spider-Man he can be by seeing the different Spider-Men, you know, or Spider-People, should I say. All the different, you know, Spider-People push him to, you know, be the best, to be as good as he can. And he can see, you know, that they all kind of go through similar things. And I feel like Loki gets that. And what I think is even cooler is that Loki, you know, helps them on their journey. I think the greatest moment of this episode was when classic Loki decides to come back and he creates this huge Asgard in an absolutely amazing sequence. I thought that was absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. And like he made Asgard, you know, detail for detail. It's just uh, crazy that he's doing it for himself. And you know what Loki said, that there's power that we we don't see, you know, like yeah. unlimited power, unlimited, unlimited power, power. <laughs> unlimited power. Uh, but, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the other day, sorry, just want to go a little bit sidetracked, but uh, <laughs> I was just uh, looking through Star Wars stuff and then <laughs> I just saw like power scene, no, no, <laughs> no, no, you will die. no, no. Sorry, sorry, I just oh, wanted to say that. But okay, so hey, hey John, hey John, hey John, wait, 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 wait. Somehow wait, wait. Palpatine returned. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think this episode was so good. I mean, it had some really nice moments as well, like Loki reuniting with Sylvie and um and more and Mobius. I keep on calling. Oh, Mobius. Call Mo- Mobius. Yeah, Mobius returned. He's in his car. Wait. Oh so- my god. When I saw the pizza truck, the pizza car, I genuinely uh, yeah. thought it was going to be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> I genuinely thought, oh my God, is it going to be pizza time? Are we actually doing this? And it wasn't. It wasn't. But like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, but Tom, this will be revealed soon for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. Yes. But, um, yeah, but, you know... Uh, him making Asgard to distract uh, Elias. That that is character development right there. You know, he said that uh, blades are worthless in battle, but yes, he did. Magic are the ones that I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Loki even says, "Wait, you didn't try to stab Thanos." You know, and obviously it didn't work. Um, and, and, you know, that was proven right because classic Loki died as well, even though he didn't try to stab him. I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, he, like, in this show shows Loki, you know, becoming more powerful. The ending has him and Sylvie teaming up to kind of uh, mind control uh, Elias, which I thought was really cool to see that Loki's learning new magic. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe... We haven't seen Loki's full potential, actually. No, we've basically just seen a couple of illusions, but nothing like really, you know, we've seen him duplicate himself. We've seen him, you know, create projections of himself. We've seen him project other people, you know, Captain America a couple of times, but like 
not not that much you know yeah uh but yeah uh maybe we could maybe we're gonna see loki's full potential in the next episode Ooh, but uh yes. know, but, yeah i mean obviously uh, the episode ends with the the uh the view of the city uh which you know could be the place in the where what's it called the place you're talking about last week where kang is uh, quantum realm uh, yeah it could Kangu. be uh, yeah, it, it could be it, that one. Is it what in, Quantumopolis? Uh, Chronopolis. Chronopolis. Yeah, that's right. It could yeah. be. It could be Chronopolis. I'm not quite sure what they're gonna do with it. It could be Kang. It might not be Kang. I'm worried it won't be Kang, because uh, obviously we yeah. all thought that in one division it was gonna be Mephisto or Doctor Strange would be involved. Or hey, we thought it'd be Wanda, but no, it was it was Agatha. Yay. Yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we don't want to talk about one division. Oh, no, we do not. Uh, no, no. But um, with Loki, there is a lot, a lot of stuff about Kang the Conqueror. So, in the destroyed version of New York, yeah. you see the Avengers Tower, but yes, the it's... Avengers Tower is Kang. So you probably think, no, that's not connected to anything. But in the comics, there was a, the a massive industry called yeah. Kang Industries. Yeah, and, and the then CEO was Kang, be... wasn't he? Kang the Conqueror. So yes. it turned out to be, yes, Kang the Conqueror ruling out uh, the Kang, Kang Industries. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is really um, interesting that they are really pushing this, but I'm worried that it's not going to happen still because, you know, I feel like what the... Both so both one division and Falcon and Winter Soldier had big villain twists. Spoilers, you know, of the Agatha and Sharon Carter as the power broker, and and I and and they didn't do it that well in my opinion. And I'm and I'm worried that Loki won't. Um, but I mean, it is going really well, so I I hope that they do it well. They continue yeah. to do it well, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope they're gonna do you know like a villain that is pop properly well in the tv show because in the past two shows that we've seen they haven't done it well but mm. this please be someone that that could change the villain stuff i don't know but yeah, yeah. hopefully i mean yeah. i mean if it is kang we have a we have a we have the possibility for another you know big villain on our hands you know yeah because you know if he's uh, the one that is changing the whole timeline or, you know, created the TVA, um, you know, he's going to be a big trouble, you know. Yeah, like, definitely. What, what maybe is said about we taking down Mad Titans, uh, vampires, monsters. So they are very, that, that it's a very powerful um, organization if you think about it. So yeah no yeah. definitely um i think it's interesting because mobius goes back to the timekeepers um to destroy them but obviously he's on his own you know I, and there's also b15 so I, I assume that in the finale next week we're gonna loki and sylvie will go back to the time variance authority to kind of help Mo- mobius and b15 um against the 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 woman whose name i can't remember um but yeah, because I have a feeling that they won't just want to do that off screen, that, that they will want to intertwine the two things, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- this has been a uh, a really good episode this week. 
uh, I, and I feel like the last episode is going to be taking it, you know, to for the potential Hopefully. and showing everything that, you know, who's behind the CVA uh, and who's going to be the villain. And, you know, yeah, it, 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 in, the, in the end, I thought, oh, is there going to be a post-credit scene? But no. No, wasn't. yeah, no post-credit scene this week. Um, yeah. Which I was, you know, it was a little bit annoying because I really want I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens next. I guess yeah. we'll just, I guess we'll just have to wait until Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday we'll be seeing the end of the TV show. Ooh. Ooh. But um yeah, this has been weird because you know we've been talking about the TV show for quite a long time, you know. Um yeah. like seeing, oh, when it's gonna come out or when it's gonna be like this. And it has come quickly, you know. It's it's just... interesting because out of these three shows, the one I was most excited for was WandaVision. And the one that I was least excited for is Loki. And I think the the one that I think is by far the worst is WandaVision. And I think Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier and Loki have been so much better. I think I still prefer Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, it depends really on what happens next week. But I think right now I prefer Falcon Winter Soldier because it was better paced all, all, all around. Um, yeah. But um, I might yeah. I might change my mind on that. I might. Yeah, and you know we we saw a lot of things in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I thoroughly enjoyed. You, you know, yeah. what I mean, like with the characters and seeing that character development with Sam being the Captain America. And, yeah, I, I think I think that's yeah. still some of the most powerful stuff in the MCU. You know, it might not have been the most, uh, it might not have been perfect with the villains and all that, but I think that you know, it had a really strong message and really strong emotions. Um, so what would you give Loki episode five out of uh, 10? Eight or nine. Oh yeah, I agree. I think, I think I liked it as much as last week and I think I gave last week's a nine. So I think I'll say nine or eight. Or whatever yeah, nine. Last yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. It's just, you know, imagine next week's episode is going to be a 10. Oof. I'd hope so. I really would hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to the next week. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, hopefully. So. Uh, is there any last thoughts about the this episode? Um, um no, I I don't have anything. Uh, acting's great. Soundtrack, I love yeah. the soundtrack. Oh yeah, soundtrack keeps oh, on getting better. Oh, let every me week. tell you, the soundtracks Ooh. in the end credits and throughout the show is just great. Mm. You know. Yeah. It, yeah, I I'm, I'm. Yeah, I want to listen to more of the soundtrack. Uh, when the soundtrack gets released. Uh, what else? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. So, from what is some really good MCU content to what is, in my opinion, not so good MCU content, let's talk um, about Black Widow, shall we? <sighs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. So, I mean, I said last week. I wasn't always I wasn't always too excited for Black Widow, but I think I got more excited, you know, last week. And I'm really I'm really upset that it wasn't I did I, did, I wasn't that impressed, in all honesty. Yeah. I really wasn't. I was really hoping yeah. that they would, you know, give a really nice swan song to the character, that they would, you know, really, you know, give us exactly what we've been what we've been hoping to get since 2011, since she made her debut in Iron Man 2. You know, you know, show us that, you know. I feel like the film kind of wanted to show us that she's not just a, um, 
she's not just a side character she can be her own character but I feel like it it just it, it really struggled in so many different ways what did you what, what did you think I I'm not impressed with this at all <laughs> Uh, it this was a, a disappointing film, honestly. Mm. Um, there there have been a few people giving it high ratings, but the majority, the vast majority, have given it like low scores. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's upsetting because I was I would have at least hoped that you know I would be you know that we would be in the majority and that people would like it, but no, it's not. It's not looking good. Um, yeah, and it really sucks. And with uh, the, the majority of the film was just a mess. It, it it didn't really explore enough things as well. Especially, you know, the film was promising us to see everything about Black Widow, but um, we yeah, it really you know it promises yeah. we're going to explore the past, and I feel like it it did to a point. I feel like. In my opinion, the best part of this film was the opening 20 minutes. I really, really liked that, that um, you know, stuff. It was very, you know, grounded and gritty. Seeing Natasha and her family get ripped away from their life, you know, seeing Natasha and Yelena react to, you know, their happiness being ripped away from them in such a way and um, to their parents just, you know, losing all of their... Um, you know, compassion and stuff for their for their kids. I thought that was very very well done. Like you know, and I think the the, the chasing of the plane was you know pretty sweet. Um, and then the you know the opening credits with oh wait uh, we should probably say spoilers by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers get out. We always forget uh, spoilers. Go watch it or don't watch it. Do what you want, but you know if you do, if you don't want to know, leave. 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 But yeah, the opening. The opening. Uh, the opening. Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, you know, credits had this like had all these really cool and interesting, you know, like gritty and dark stuff of you know like these girls being taken and used against their will, and they kind of just stopped exploring that, and you know they 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 went from something that was really you know quite powerful and you know quite real and quite hard hitting to stuff that was you know you know either dumbed down for jokes or just you know like presented in the bare minimum in a very you know it sits in between the realm of a you know of a, of a kind of stupid comedy you know focused comic book film like Thor Ragnarok and a really gritty you know darker film like Winter Soldier yeah uh but this film didn't really it didn't really balance a lot of things so you can tell how disappointed I am with this film. You know, I can hear uh, it in your voice. So, right. The, there was comedic uh, timings that didn't leave. It just, oh, the it, comedy it was flat. horrendous. I mean, I uh, think my least favorite character in the film was Red Guardian. Well, oh, okay. No, my I least favorite of the main of the I, main protagonist. I I, I, I don't like the character of Red Guardian. He, no. He's a terrible character. Let, let was, me tell you, at the beginning, he he gave away Natasha and uh, Yelena, and what the heck? I I, I I just don't have any empathy for that character. Like, mm. Oh no, I was Red Guardian. And <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Every Russian accent there. 
that oh no i was glad oh yeah, no i was, it was glad guardian it was so interesting you know that he would so easily give up his daughters and i thought that would have made for some really interesting stakes later on but all he did was prattle along about captain america make jokes you know get get the you know get the piss taken out of him because he's fat you know he was literally just a shell of he didn't have any empathy you know he spent whenever somebody had something to say to him he would just be like what 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 are you saying it's like he had literally no like emotional connectivity and they could have leaned into that but they really didn't you know there was nothing Um, kind of you know that there's the only time he had a moment where he properly said sorry and he really said i know that i've been terrible it was undercut as a joke and so all of that emotional impact felt absolutely flat it was so frustrating and at the end, he spent the whole time talking about how he's going to beat up Captain America and how he's better than Captain America. And at the end, he fights them all with the same skills, Taskmaster, who has the same skills as Captain America. And they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, you, you, you take the words out. And the, oh my God, um, I did. This is the first time I wanted to see a character that I wanted to, you know, see beat up brutally because, you know, he was not, he just gave away those. He just gave away the the, the daughters, like yeah, late, yeah just the, those away. And the uh, Yelena explains about what the people did to her uh, in the red room. Yeah, and you know, I was like, wow. Can, can we see the characters just you know get yeah? Come up they with? treated him like a funny guy, but he didn't get that moment of redemption. He did some horrible things, and he barely says sorry for it. There's a moment where he's yeah. like, oh, sorry, I, but I, it's like, it's not genuine. It's not earned. It, it, it's just not, it, it, yeah, this is not a good character redemption. He, he just did horrible things. And, he you did. know, and, you know, he spent time in jail as if some, just there. And the one thing, the problem was like the backstory. Like, I didn't hear what they were saying because of the Russian accents, like, like, <laughs> oh, I did, I did, uh, I was like, what, what? What happened? Were you part of some government agency or something? You know, at the beginning, yeah, he was. I, he was like he had like you know so they had like the Soviet kind of uh, super soldier serum, and then they were like promising him that he would be like the Soviet Captain America, but they didn't use him, and they just ended up throwing him in prison instead of like using his abilities and stuff. And I feel like him being in prison is so lazy. The only reason why he is in prison really is so he could have the action scene where he escapes. They could have had like him just be do anything be in hiding just be a dr- drunk you know who is like you know like just living at the lo- the, the bottom of the social ch- chain you know it it, it would have been so much more interesting if he wasn't thrown in prison if he was just you know if he had just been cast aside you know in in many different ways i feel like they literally put him in prison as an excuse to do you know the to do the the escape action scene yeah and and yeah and he just didn't fit well and then later on they had that dinner scene and yes. there's why, the, why did why wait, i just have to say why did melina have red guardian's outfit in her house why did she just have it that was so weird she's just like oh yeah i've got red guardian's suit for some reason what no i don't get this because melina hated him for a while didn't she yeah yeah she really did her and character somehow... is another crazy one yeah oh yeah melina i i just don't have any she 
she sent off loads of loads of innocent girls to the red room. She's still doing it at the point of the film. She tortures oh, pigs wait. and she doesn't get any comeuppance, no consequences yeah. for this. And and the way that she said, Oh, okay, I'll I'll help you. What 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 do you mean? You, you, you could have like there could be like a huge tension between them. They could be like, Can you help? But no, she's like, Oh, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll help. And, yes, you know. in the final action scene, in the fine in the climax of the film, there was no tension because every time the characters are in danger, it's like Haha, we knew all along. It's like, oh my God, like, you know, Melina's in trouble here. Oh no, it's fine. She was Natasha and Natasha was Melina the whole time. They're fine. Like, oh my God, Natasha can't hurt um, the bad guy. What's she going to do? Oh no, she knew the whole time. All she has to do is sever the nerve. It's it's so lazy writing, you know? It's, it not, like, it's not like a clever thing where it's like, you know, some kind of Doctor Who thing where he's like, actually, yes, exactly. I know what to do That's all the time. Thinking. Yes. Yeah, it's not and clever. It's just, it's just pointless. It, it, it's stupid. It, it's stupid. You, you just can't think of like on the spot, like, oh, no. How about we get the characters to know the things before they go in? But no, that that that's stupid. You, you know, you could add something creative. No, you yes. just had dialogue and you gave us exposition and you fed us just, 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 just giving us that stupid thing. And uh, I hate yeah. films when you do that. It's it is so lazy. And this film already had no stakes for Natasha. We know she dies in Endgame. That is already a big problem that they have to solve. And they didn't solve it. There was no stakes the whole time. I never once thought that Natasha was in danger because how could she be? You know, the film never, if this film, this film's set in between Civil War and Infinity War, if this film came out in 2016, 2017, I think it would have had so much more stakes because the fate of Black Widow would have been so much more in the air. And they barely dealt with any of the, you know, they had like one scene, the post credit scene was the only scene that acted as a, as any kind of farewell to the character, you know, but Kevin Feige and, yeah, exactly. Kevin Feige and Kate Shortland, Scarlett Johansson, all the people involved were like, oh yeah, this film is proper send off, you know, to, to, to Natasha. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, no, no, it was a terrible send off, not not a huge send off because Natasha Romanoff, as a huge character in the MCU, just gets nothing. She doesn't get a huge funeral, funeral, even though Tony Stark does. Yeah. I said last week (laughs) she needs a funeral. And what did she get? She got a little gravestone. Like, it was so pathetic that they had that scene in there, you know, which was a decent enough scene, but it was like, it was so obvious that they put that scene in there just so they could have her have a grave. Like, look, guys, she did have a grave. Stop complaining. I'm just disappointed. Me I'm too. Disappointed. Honestly, it was. It's. I was so hoping that this film would defy my expectations and that we'd finally and, get the Black Widow film that we really. But it was very, very yeah. lazily written. I mean, the actors did a good job. I think it's yeah, fair to yeah, say. Yeah, do a good job. Florence um, Pugh was very, very good in the film. Definitely the standout. And, and what I, I, what I wanted to see was like the full thing about what what Black Widow, Black Widow is. You know, like what the character is. Yeah. But like. To, to see her background, you know, to focus on her, you know, like on her journey where, where she is. But no, they decided to focus on her family, which is kind of pointless. No, no it is pointless. And y- you just go through these stupid things as well about the, the character family. of Black like, Widow you gets. Big, you, you got you got Red Guardian, who, who's an, an idiot and also a terrible person. And you got Melina, who's not doing anything. And you got y- Yelena, uh, who's. I, I, I think, in fairness, Yelena is the best character in the film 
She I has agree. so many emotional moments. She has so much more of an emotional core. She has so much more of a, you know, um, more, more of a wide-eyed perspective on the world. And, you know, she she wants to, you know, there, there are moments where she she gets angry at them because she was the only one who felt like it was real. And I really felt her character. Florence Pugh did such a good job. But it shouldn't be about Florence Pugh. It should be about Scarlett Johansson as Natasha. She is supposed yeah. to be the main character. I think she was left and I felt out. Nothing she was left out the entire film. She was a she side was character left. in her own film. And that's the most annoying thing. They barely ex blawed any of the stuff in the red room they had one montage oh, yes and then yes, they I, made I, jokes I, about it they made jokes about about the red room re- removing their re- reproductive systems you don't joke about that that's a really horrible that's thing that's a messed up thing yeah that, that, that's so messed up like especially that's a serious thing you know like ah oh god but and also they, they were focusing on the serious elements at the beginning of the film abducting the, the ch- children and girls and they, they were just abducting them and it was like oh my god this is really serious right now it, it is and but no they decided to make it comedic and left out this, this, oh god i'm just uh, it's it, just, it, it's such a disappointment that they and that they really <laughs> could have made something incredible they could have made marvel's version of wonder woman you know and this is i want to say this what is so annoying the the, the person who wrote the story of this is jack schaefer Right, you might recognize the name. You're kidding me, right? Kidding they wrote one. They wrote one division and had an uncredited writing credit on Captain Marvel. All of which, in my opinion, are very, very lackluster projects. That do, was it, it's so Sandra. yes, and I think that's so annoying that she had to be the one me? to write you, you, the Black you, Widow <laughs> film when she'd already, you know, delivered really lackluster one division and uh, helped on Captain Marvel, which I think was also lackluster. This could have been Marvel's Wonder Woman. This could have been the film that made us, you know, really like, it uplifted us, and it, you know, it, it made some really interesting points about humanity. And it tried to. It really tried to. I mean, let's talk about the villain for a moment. He was oh, such I a weak him. villain. So weak. The idea of him being the, the no, I'm not talking about Taskmaster. We'll, we'll get to okay, Taskmaster. We'll, we'll I'm talking about, about I'm talking about the other guy. I don't remember his name. Oh, that guy that Dragoff? Oh, Dragoff, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, the idea that he is, you know, an abusive man who is taking all his women is a such a good idea. That is so powerful, and they yes. do nothing with it. There are a couple of scenes where this is almost explored. But God, he is, he has no presence throughout the film. He has maybe three scenes in the end, you know. And his whole main thing is that Natasha can't attack him because of his smell. He uses the power of smell. What is this? What what <sighs> writing is this? It's ridiculous. I hate the writing. I just oh my god. I just want to get the writing, burn it, and I'll rewrite <laughs> it myself. And just you know, to say this is how you write it. Not do not do lazy writing. Think about creatively about the character and the villain and how it can work together. It, it was such a. It was just such a. And they they honestly like. If this they talk a lot about Budapest in this film, you know, obviously yeah. we've known I, about Budapest I, I, I since Avengers. Budapest. I I I did not get Budapest as well. Like. Was Budapest a good time or was Budapest a bad time? But yeah, no, it's, it's about it, an assassination they, of... They talk about in Avengers, you know, she says, oh, just like Budapest all over again when they're talking about fighting aliens. And Hawkeye says, you and I remember Budapest very differently. How is killing a young child the same as fighting aliens? I'll, I'll tell you how. 
That's it's not messed up. The, the, Honestly, yeah. the idea that Natasha killed this child is so interesting. The idea that they had they had to spend days getting out of this building. It's like Black Widow and Hawkeye in Die Hard. It's so cool. It's so interesting. And why didn't they make a film about that? That would have been great. That would have been so interesting. That would be great. Like a backstory to, you know, about the relationship between Hawkeye and Black Widow. And we were like, oh, that's so good. But no. Yeah. I mean, I I understand that they wanted to have Black Widow be the center. And if Hawkeye's there, she can't be the center. I get that. But what they use Budapest here as, as very flimsy guilt. Natasha has this guilt about killing this young child, this guilt that barely weighs upon her until the end with i mean we can talk about taskmaster now taskmaster having this the 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 most underwhelming and ridiculous reveal of their identity in like any marvel film i can't believe how ridiculous it was let me tell you let me tell you the plot twist of taskmaster is so so clear that you can get to the opticians and you can go and get your glasses. You go, oh, yep, I can see the pocket <laughs> mile yeah. away. Yeah, you really could see it coming. It's like, oh, yeah, this this daughter who I had literally not one bit of surprise on me, you know? I was not surprised at I all. I was just like, I yeah, just... great. You know, great. they, great. my friend, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and he said exactly what I think they did. They did X-Men Origins Deadpool with Taskmaster. Oh, my God, they did. Taskmaster didn't did. speak, didn't, you know have any character was literally barely like they are in the comics you know the the suit was ridiculous i mean do you want to know why the the taskmaster didn't have a skull on their face why because china restricts films that have skull imagery on it so marvel weren't going to make it because then they'd lose out on the chinese market they literally made him look her should i say made taskmaster look ridiculous and, you know, totally unthreatening. Nothing like they did in the comics. I, I don't even remember Taskmaster using a sword. You know, they do have a shield and, you know, they have they have some cool action moments, you know, with like um, um, in the fights. But barely any, the design is so just boring and forgettable. It's weak as well. It's just doesn't have that it presence. It's just a stupid presence. And let me tell you about the pacing. I hate the pacing oh in this God. film. The pacing yes. was just stupid. Like, one scene, they, 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 they're doing the action and then they just stop for a couple of minutes for the Black Widow, you know, who's just fallen down and then it, it goes out and say, oh, oh, is, is that over? No, it can, they continue, they continue. And then they, they just go back and forth, back and forth and it's just so jarring. And the, the camera work, can, can I just talk about the camera work in this? Go for it. it, it oh my God, there was so many fast cuts. In oh, this film. The, the the action was I mean I think the action was decent you know it was it yeah. looked well choreographed it Instant had some scenes. good chases yeah. however it was so over edited literally so every yeah. every hit had a different edit on it like what happened to the long takes in Winter Soldier where Captain America and oh Winter Soldier God, yes. are going toe to toe that was some of the coolest stuff all they had to do was cut down the, the editing and I know that they use it to mask um stunt stunt people but just like Figure out a different way to do it. This scene not, had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five action scenes in a row. You've got the scene where Natasha meets Taskmaster, which I think is a good scene. You know, Taskmaster is like, um, you know, like mirroring her and, and she has to escape. I think that's quite cool. And then Natasha and Yelena fight for no good reason. 
Why yes. are they fighting? Yes, that we'll was never such know. an unnecessary scene that I wanted not to have because I thought, you know, they could have a good conversation and go, ah, it's good to see you again. And then that would be, oh, okay, that's good. But yeah, no, they had the fight can, scene. I think what they don't understand is that you can have tension without having the characters fights they can have tension between them and i think there are scenes with, with tension where characters don't fight but you need you know like they just swapped it out and then there are two separate chase scenes one with a with some of the other black widows um who are um you know like trying to resist their programming or whatever and then one with T- taskmaster through the streets of um budapest and then you've got the prison break all after each other it's ridiculous there are little moments in between and there are some good moments in between but they're not given any time to breathe i barely how is it that we've seen black widow in so many films but i feel like i don't know who she is in this film yes <laughs> i just had a break and, and the and yeah and it was just so jarring to watch and in, it just it, it, it's, it's not a Marvel film. I'm going to tell you this. It's not a Marvel film. It's definitely film. one of the weaker Marvel films. And you want to know what this is really upsetting? This is the first film in Phase 4. This is the first film in Phase 4. And this is how we open it. That is so soul-crushing to me. That, that, that's the first film in Phase 4. Yeah. It, it's so upsetting. I mean, let's talk about the ending, shall we? The ending has like. Uh, can, 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 well, I was going about to talk about. No, go on, go on, about. yeah. Um. Um. Oh, I hated the stupid concept about the the, the room, uh, the the red room being in the sky. That was it. Was ridiculous, wasn't it? Cloud City. What we are, what we doing here? You know, like the final action scene was so boring just taking place in corridors and you know walkways in boardrooms you know it doesn't none of the oh my god it's raining so much outside can you hear the yeah. rain do you need to, need to shut the window no it's good it's okay good. i didn't um, hear i didn't hear a thing really and um, uh, so like but... you know they they have so much you know like uh, they have so many opportunities to make some cool like action scenes and i think that the action scenes you know up until the ending there are some cool set pieces, even though, you know, as we said, it's over-edited. But the ending action scenes are just so boring, man. There are no it's... emotional stakes. Yeah, and the the comedic timing fell flat. Yeah. The characters are not justified, but they're just complete horrible people, uh, apart yeah. from Yelena, who and has en- that conservative event. The ending is so confusing because, you know... Everyone is forgiven for all the horrible things they do without any, you know, proper like character um, points where we get to see them getting over it. You know, they all get they, they get over um, it off basically off screen and they all forgive them. They even forgive Taskmaster. And, you know, they all go in a helicopter and leave. And for some reason, Natasha stays behind, which I have no idea why. Like, why does she stay behind? We'll never know. Um, I think the sequence where they're falling from the sky is quite cool. Yeah, that that uh, was that was. I mean, obviously a lot of CGI, but I think the the concept is is quite is is pretty is pretty sweet, you know. Yeah, but the whole film was just a complete mess. There was nothing that I enjoyed. There was uh, apart from Yelena, who was a good character in this one. Yes, but yes. um, 
and the writing in this is just disappointing. This, this, the, yeah. Uh, and then I, re- the I really, yeah, yeah. Well, the post credit scene. Yeah, let's do it. We got we got Val again. Woo. Yes, we got Val who was in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, uh, and she is Madame Hydra. So, yes. so I guess, uh, and I think it's interesting that uh, you know it, it's set, obviously this is setting up the Hawkeye show that Florence Pugh, I'm pretty sure, was previously reported to be part of. And uh, the idea is that she is going to be going after Hawkeye for the death of Natasha. This is going to be a revenge thing. But here's the thing, right? All it takes is one simple conversation and Yelena will realise that he did did, definitely did not kill Natasha. All he has to say... No, wait, 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 wait. How How does he... How does she know? That's such a good point. How does she know, right? No, no, seriously. Yeah. How did she know? I have no idea. What she just found out what happened. Announcement was it? Was there a huge announcement, or was like a huge? Oh my god! It is raining heavily. Yeah, I know, right? The 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 Avengers did a press conference where they were just like, "Hey guys, um, it's us again. We're uh, basically, you know, we went back in time, and and and, you know, we went to 2014. We went to this planet called Vormir, and you know, Black Widow jumped off a cliff, and now it was a whole thing. And then we used some stunts. Like, how does Val know that? And also, all Hawkeye has to do is say to Yelena, you know, Natasha killed herself to save the universe. She saved billions of lives. It, you know, it wasn't me. I wanted to do it, but she did it instead. You know, like I did not kill her. Like, that's all you have to say. It's not difficult. It's it, it it's unfortunately really, really flimsy. Yeah. And all I wanted to have that this whole film to explore her beginning of being that. Uh... You know how she became Black Widow. You know after the consequences, or you know after the the Red Room. So yeah, I mean they yeah. said it in between Civil War and Infinity War, and she had the opportunity of a film where she chooses her loyalties. You know because in Civil War she's she doesn't know where she stands, and and she makes the choice to be to you know to to help Cap out, but then she's still not kind of sure, and she has to run away. And and there was an opportunity for her to now understand her, her true calling and to to, to you know to join the other Avengers, uh, you know, on the run and do the right thing. But that is not explored, you know, at all, and it's so annoying. It's so unfortunate. Yeah, and. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. I want to go outside the rain and think about why I watch this film. Uh, <laughs> we'll just insert a clip of you just standing in the rain, just crying. Yeah, just I, considering I, why Black I, you Widow know, exists. I, 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 I wanted to make a short film today. Um, I thought you can help me, but um, you know, I want to have a rain, rain sequence, and I just had like this perfect song to go along with it, mm. and and you know. Uh, I, I thought you can help me with that, you know, like with the camera moving, I tell you what to do, but yeah, and you know, yeah, this one perfect rain sequence right now. Hopefully, it will rain later, but uh, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, what we're we talking about? Oh, Black Widow. yeah, Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> um, I hope this isn't, I mean, I hope this isn't, uh, you know, um, this doesn't show, this isn't like a, a prelude of what's to come because, you know, like, I hope Spider-Man's good. Eternals and Shang-Chi look great. So yes. I really hope that 
you know, Black Widow is just a blip in the system. But it definitely is one of the oh. weakest MCU films. Uh, can I just say something? Yeah, go on. Empire gave this four stars. Did they? God damn it, Empire. What's, what is wrong with them sometimes? They just... They, they gave they, it four stars. They, Let me tell you. They, they love are giving Marvel bad films. Fans. I, I'll tell you that. They are huge Marvel fans. Yeah, it's and true. They, won't, they, they just don't see any they, other films. They gave Falcon Winter Soldier three stars and Black Widow four stars. I mean, that kills me. That kills me inside. I don't want to be mean, but are they blind? <laughs> uh, are they are they not seeing the the stuff inside the show, or are they? I, I honestly don't. I I I think that they're. I need to read the. A lot. I'm gonna read the review and then go. What? No, no. Well, uh, well, good luck with that. Um, let's let's move on to the viewing, shall we? Let's talk about some good stuff, shall we? Right, let's talk about the wait, movie. wait, wait, wait. We need to give it a score. What did you give Black Hood out of 10? Oh, two, two. Woohoo, woohoo. He's a, he's a harsh boy. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna sound a lot more positive than I have sounded, but I'm gonna give it a five. And I know that I've sounded so critical, and I do think that these points exist. But I do think also that, you know, you can really just like, you know, it's just a, a, a standard Marvel film. It's just standard fare, you know. You've got the action. You've got the, you know, the kind of, you know, this kind of uh, baseline surface level plot and, you know, some, you know, deeper elements. But I feel like. It was so it didn't it didn't really dis, it didn't like overly disappoint me because I wasn't really like expecting something amazing. So I was yeah, it's just like it was just meh. It was just it's just a whole lot of meh, I think. Um, and I think every good thing has a drawback associated with it, and every bad thing, you know, has something good that could have been some good ideas. And it's so frustrating that it has to be, you know, like that. So yeah, I'm gonna give it five out of ten. I'm so disappointed. I really am. Yeah, but with me, I'm just Extremely. I think you're. I think you're broken, man. Because I can, I can hear it in your voice that you're just like so, so sad. Because I thought it would be a really good film to watch, but yeah. Can we right. just talk about the viewing? Let's, let's do we... viewing. Let's do viewing. Please, please. You know what I think is is funny. We were talking about Black Widow, and we were like so sad, and it was raining so heavily. It's not raining anymore because <laughs> we oh. we stopped talking about Black Widow. It's a pathetic yeah. policy. Amazing. It's, yeah, pathetic policy. I haven't read that for a while. Uh, but <laughs> given those yeah. English terms. Yeah. All right. Um, please go yeah. first. What, what have you watched this week? Uh so I have read Batman I Am Suicide. Ooh, very nice. So this one, this one was a brutal uh comic to be. Uh it, it was it, it was a very uh it was di- it was different. Uh, and the writing in this, oh my god, it, it was just uh, an experience to read uh, because this is uh, this is Tom the, King, right? Yeah, Tom King. Yeah, nice. And I have read uh, his first one in the Rebirth one called I Am Gotham, yeah. and that was great. But this one, this was so good <laughs> because it explores um, the relationship between uh, Bat- Batman and Catwoman, but it 
It has Bane in it as well, Tom. It has Bane. B-B-B-Bane? My favourite yeah. character. Batman, well, favourite villain. Yeah. Oh, hell uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he's in it. And it's such... Oh, no. It's it's so good to read it uh, because there's one bit that it's so... Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it it, it explains Batman, but like um, the, the speech... No, the thoughts bubbles and you know like uh you see in comics especially in the new 52 one and but yeah. this one the, it was a more a very impactful and so emotional and y- you really fully understand about what who batman is really and you know it is it, it's, it's just very emotional to read as well and the 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 art style in this is great as well. Uh, I loved it um, because it, it really fits into the the uh, the, the the atmosphere of the graphic novel. So yeah, um, the uh, yeah, it's I don't know what to, what to talk about. Yeah, the the writing I said it's great. Um, uh, what else? The, the the Bane in this Bane was very different in this one as well uh, because oh, yeah. uh, you got Psycho Pirate. Oh hell yeah, I love Psycho Pirate. Yeah, so Psycho Pirate's in this as well. Great, uh, great. and he's also like chaotic as well. Uh, uh, they bring back all characters as well, which I really liked. Uh, and you, oh my god, at the beginning, Batman's just pissed. At the beginning, he's just like going to get. He, at the beginning, he's like. Uh, he walks this uh, place where Bane lives, and he's like, "I want Psycho Pirate, and if you refuse to bring me Psycho Pirate, I'll break your back, Bane." <laughs> Whoa! I don't think Batman could do that. <laughs> no, I'm probably sure he could. Um, yeah, obviously. So, Nick on. Yeah, sorry. Um, like in the first few minutes, Batman. I I don't want to spoil it, but. Batman in the first minutes, you go, oh my god, he's he's actually doing this, oh my god, and then uh, it, it reminds you of Nightfall, but then this is such a quicker character development in Nightfall, but this one it was just like, oh my god, he's, oh my god, really? Uh, so, yeah, it was a very interesting read uh, as well in the ending of it, which was different because he explores more about Catwoman and Batman's relationship. Well, yeah, that is, I mean, this, the whole Tom King rebirth run is very much centered around, uh, so I believe Batman and Catwoman's relationship and Bane has like a huge part to play. Do you think, you know, based off this, you're going to collect the rest of the series? Yes. I'm Brilliant. so interested about like what they're going to do with it. And it's, oh, just... it's, it's one that I've wanted to get for so long. So I'm really glad that you liked it. Cause that kind of just reaffirms that. And, that I need to get it, but I've got so much to read. I'm not sure if I will for a while. Yeah, uh, but good thing I haven't got a lot to read right now because I've read a lot of stuff, uh, but uh, especially with the graphic novels right now. Uh, and the with the first one, uh, Iron Gotham, that was also emotional because it introduces Gotham, Gotham Boy and Gotham Girl. Okay. Uh, and... And the ending of it's like wow, wow, that's 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 totally different. But this one, it's more brutal, and it it goes on to a different level with Batman. You know, you understand more about 
why is he doing this? And, you know, uh, and it, it, it's so realistic, you know, to think about uh, mm. this Batman, like thinking about his parents, about the modern day things, about like, like dressing up as a bat, but thinking um, about society. Yeah, all society. But um, yeah, this one was such a good read. I am going to give it a 10 out of 10. Ooh, high praise, high praise. Yeah, high praise, yeah. A high praise. This one was definitely a good read. Uh, and uh, I, I recommend to anyone reading uh, th- this this one as well. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to read the next one because it's called I Am Bane. So. Yes. Exciting. Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. Jeremy. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh yeah, uh, I've got more stuff to talk about what I watched this week. So, Tom, what you watched? Well, I watched um, an absolutely incredible uh, Netflix special called Bo Burnham Inside. Now, oh, I heard about this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I'm not like so over familiar with Bo Burnham. He was in Promising Young Woman, and he was great in that. And you know, I know that he can sing, and he's like a comedian and stuff. Um, and this whole special is basically him during the, the pandemic, during lockdown, in his, uh, you know, like kind of working area, you know, kind of trying to understand his place in this world. And it is, I really, you know, loved it. It is amazing what it does. The whole thing is, you know, him either singing, so it, so it's, you know, it has musical elements in that sense. And I think that the soundtrack is amazing. There are some amazing, amazing songs um, all sang and, you know, written by him, um, which is, you know, really, really cool to see, you know, him doing. So, like, he he wrote, directed, starred, edited, um, you know, produced, like, he did all the stuff. There are, like, numerous shots of him setting up lights and doing everything himself, which is really, you know... It is basically like an extra long, you know, YouTube video in that sense, uh, in the way that it's kind of uh, produced, the kind of production value of that is very similar. And it's 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 very interesting because it it has such a commentary um, on on society today and the uh, nature of the Internet. You know, he he ponders his place, you know, as a white guy who is, you know, making comedy, doing what so many other people are doing. You know, he wonders through all of these things, you know, should he you know, pack it up, you know, because, you know, should he, should he continue, you know, what does he have to give? Is all of the work, the effort that he puts in worth it in, in, in this kind of era? And it, it's it's an emotional ride as well, because he goes through, you know, so much, you know, pain and torment to do these things. And, you know, there's a question of, is it worth it? And I didn't expect going in for it to be so personal and so, you know, honest, you know, it doesn't cut, you know, to the perfect take it it you know it, it has the interludes of him doing something wrong him trying to speak and you know like fumbling with his words you know him like setting stuff up and I think you know that is what that is why everyone is going on about it because it is so honest and it it reflects the experiences of so many people you know who do this kind of thing who have this kind of anxiety and this kind of um you know depression when it comes to you know, making content and it does it on such a intimate scale that it, you know, it's unlike anything yeah. I've ever seen. And yes, it's on Netflix. I have to give it a 10 out of 10. 
it's 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 incredible. And if I were to count it as a film, it would be one of the best films I've seen this year. Um, and I, I think it's absolutely incredible. I'd recommend it to everyone, absolutely anyone. You know, it's a really, really good you know, insight into mental health. It's on Netflix. It's only an hour and a half. So, you know, just you can bang that out in an evening. Um, and yeah, it's it's amazing. I definitely recommend it. And and yeah, I, I had so absolutely incredible. Wow. Right. Uh, would yeah. you give it a yeah, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, definitely. Right, right. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. recommended it to me now. So. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, what else have you watched this week then? Uh, I have watched this crazy film. Uh-huh. So, Tom. Yes. I've told you this whole Dragon Ball Z. Yes. So, I talked to you about it to you in 2018 when it was mm-hmm. a snow day. Um, oh yeah! Oh my god, I remember that. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. A huge so snowball fight. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge snowball fight. So I have watched Dragon Ball Z Super Broly. Okay. Now, <laughs> uh, it is, uh, it is insane. Uh, <laughs> I was watching last night, and I was just mind blown by by uh, that by the animation and by. The, the uh, okay, so uh, so this you don't need like a huge knowledge about the um, the whole uh, idea of the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z universe, like you just know about the characters and you know about like uh, what they do, uh, and so there's okay, I'll tell you, so it's about um these characters are uh, called Goku and Vegeta and they, they live in earth and they are super Saiyans yes. and, and they, uh, they are, this is after this thing called the, the tournament of power. So um, they determine who's got the most, uh, who's the most powerful, uh, who's the most powerful super Saiyan or who can defeat in, in a fight. And the fighting is, crazy <laughs> um but th- th- but this one that uh, it goes uh, the background uh, to a character called Broly and Broly how do I describe him uh he is um he's mixed with the incredible hulk but with thanos and and with with, with the infinity stones as well so oh uh he's uh he's like a he's abandoned on this planet and then he gets saved by this villain called freezer and he gets uh manipulated by freezer and then uh they have this massive uh battle and yeah uh, I, I yeah yeah but uh, I'm not gonna tell the whole story about it but yeah this one uh, was uh, different to watch because it was more focused on on a specific character which is Broly and um, and I really liked it it was it, it was an enjoyable uh, an enjoyable uh, thing to watch and the animation was very pleasing to watch uh, and you could understand what's going on but it, it, it's so intense and crazy at the same time. Uh, and 
and yeah, with a lot of anime fans, I I could recommend this, and you just go, "What the heck? It just happened." But you, you'll like you'll you'll like it, and it's just um, such a different film. Uh, and it was it was the twentieth uh, anniversary feature film. Uh, so oh wow, uh, yeah. So it it was continuing from a TV show, uh, a TV series. So um, yeah, so the animation design is on a different scale uh and yeah and you whoever are like dragon ball z fans um there's going to be a, a huge announcement on san diego comic-con next month so oh yeah yes. comic-con this year is is uh it's gonna be quite MC. quiet isn't it yeah because um yeah. marvel and dc aren't, aren't showing up i don't think star wars is either and that's normally where most of the big things happen Obviously, DC yeah. now has this DC fandom, and I think Marvel's going to be doing stuff for, you know, D twenty three or whatever uh, Disney thing that they'll they'll do. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so they had this massive announcement for uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, for a new film. So because uh, they said this is a massive one, so Ooh, nice. uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm going to give it. Uh, I mean, there was there were story elements, but it was it was more emotional to the character Broly. Like you can understand what what he's trying to do. Uh, but I it it it's not the best, but I really liked it. So I'm going to give it a seven or an eight. Oh, nice. Uh, I feel like I feel yeah, I feel like an eight. It was it was a good watch. It was a good watch. So uh, I would recommend it for anime fans. But if you don't want to get too confused about what's happening, um, don't watch it. But I personally for me i really enjoyed it so awesome. yeah yeah brilliant yeah well done uh well that's it from from me and um, i don't have anything else that i've watched this week and um, but i do think that um uh do you have anything else that, you, that you've watched um okay so this might sound a bit weird well but... because I'm, I'm thinking that we should because we're recording one tomorrow we should probably talk about them tomorrow so we got like more stuff to talk about in the viewing okay but no this is what this was a quick one okay so... that's fine um, I have started watching Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I, I was watching it and I just stopped halfway through. Why? I, I don't know why. I just, I just, I just couldn't watch it anymore. I was just a bit, I don't know why. I just, I know that sounds really weird. You weren't, but... yeah, you weren't feeling it. Yeah. And I just couldn't. Yeah, I just I don't know why it it, it just made me stop for no reason because I I it, it has great stuff but I just felt like what I just and it's not it's it's Scorsese I know you know you like you, you, you're talking crazy John you call you talking crazy <laughs> well so, our our um or I guess my old film teacher but your current film teacher she really has a burning passion towards it. Um, I don't know if you know about that, um, but like I think a lot of people are kind of turned off about it because it is about such horrible characters, you know, and about such like, you know, horrible stuff that can be really like, yeah. you know, it can be really cruel towards, you know, like women and and, you know, towards just like, I mean, because obviously like about really rich people, it can be mean towards like poorer people and just like, you know, and very kind of extravagant and all that. And I think that that is a thing that people kind of find a little overwhelming about it. Yeah, and I I just I, I don't know why I just, I just don't want to watch it anymore because um, 
I, I knew what was going to happen to the character because the character was just such not a nice person at all. Uh, and, you know, I, I just felt a bit, you know, was this, it, it was based on a true story, right? So, uh, yes. So, yeah. I would and say, I, um, what's good. Have you seen Goodfellas? No, but I really want to watch it. You really should watch to. that because uh, I think those two films are very similar in um, their kind of uh, execution and some of their plot elements are quite similar. And I would say Goodfellas is like a lot better. So I think watch Goodfellas instead. Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't find the enjoyment of watching it because, uh, I mean, the first two, uh, the first 10 minutes I was, I was hooked in. I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's different. But then I was watching throughout the film. I felt like it was just, I know this sounds weird, but repeating itself. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of like, you know, bad acts and it all getting more and more um, intense until, you know, it kind of peaks and ends. Yeah, I just, I just can't find the, the Did you get to the scene with the car? Um, not yet. No, where he's, where he's trying to drive a car. No, not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I just don't know. What? Well, no, I got um to the scene where um Jordan marries um Margot Robert's character. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh. Yeah. I got to that bit. Um. Yeah. I just don't know what's happening so yeah that's all right that's quite all right i understand that like you have to be in like the right mood to watch those kinds of films and if you're not you know you just don't you know you really need to be in that headspace otherwise you'll just have a a boring time of it uh yeah i mean i I was in a good mood i was just like very happy to watch it but then when i got i was like how long is this film left because i didn't want to know have that repetition of like oh no there's going to be more drugs there's going to be more character you know intense stuff oh no there's going to be this and this but no i just i looked and it was like an hour and a half left i was like oh no i don't know i just felt not watching it it was just not my cup of tea um fair enough yeah yeah i i know loads of people who don't like it so yeah i don't think you're alone what do you think what do you think what do you think it's tom i think that I really liked it because, and I agree with everything you're saying, it is just a, con- a constant escalation of events. It's a constant kind of repetition of itself. And it is about these horrible characters. But I think, you know, I think the film never kids itself. It never, at least I didn't think I was expected to root for them. I think what's interesting is seeing the downfall, you know, of, of characters who kind of initially started out wanting to do some good. And I think it was an interesting uh, commentary on how people can, um, you know, be pretty, yeah. um, you know, can, can be pretty self-destructive. Can you hear the Hoover in the background? No, I can't hear okay. anything. That's fine. I uh, just wondering. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's interesting, a commentary on how humans can be self-destructive and how, uh, you know, they can, um, you know, uh, they can go so far with stuff that, that they get to the point of, um, you know, like they're not just hurting themselves, but other people. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. But again, I'd watched it at a time. I watched like in, in a week, I watched all the Tarantino films. I watched like loads of Scorsese films and like loads of like, you know, 
like pretty dark and you know fil- like films that are most of the time about some pretty horrible characters so I think you know I was definitely in the right headspace for it if I wasn't I might have had a similar experience to you when I couldn't really get through it so I understand where you're coming from there yeah uh yeah I I just felt like the story element was was getting loose a bit yeah uh, at times like I'm going to be more focused on this story, but no, it was more focused on the events, mm. like the, what they did, and I was not really interested in that. I wanted more, more explore by the character, know what he actually did. But I know what he did in the film, but not really. No, I, I don't know how to explain it. But like the most important events, but not yes. the ones that you know. Yeah, I. I it was just. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to. I might. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Goodfellas. I, I get you. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Goodfellas shares a lot of the similar similar uh, plot threads. Uh, you know, in the journey of the main character. Uh, obviously, it's set in in the in the background of mobsters instead of um uh whatever they're doing in 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 Wolf of Wall Street. And I think I think Goodfellas is a, is much more successful in it. Um, um. So yeah. Can I talk about one thing that I had a problem with? The film yeah. itself felt too modern. Like, okay. it felt like being in the present a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the film is set in the 80s, right? Really? Yeah. No way. I did not know it that. Is. The film is set in the 80s, and they had the tech, like, security cameras. They had all of that, and, like, the, the credit cards and everything. I was like, wait, what? But, you know, can we just see, like, the tech that they had and the style? They had none of that. Yeah, that that that's weird. That I I will agree that, that is a little bit odd. Um, because I thought that you know suit the film better. Like, oh, we can understand why he's living luxurious like this. But no, it just felt too modern. It just felt too out of place in the timeline. It it, it just I, I was oh what what where's the you know the American accent you know like you know had that eighties you know that style of it. But no, it it. It had nothing. It, 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 it. yeah. It, it didn't felt sounds... like watching it. That, that that doesn't. It doesn't feel like watching an eighties film. You know what mm. I mean? Because yes, I understand. Like that. watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that felt like you were transported into there, and you you finally understand. Okay, that's the time. You know, mm-hmm. you know that specifically. But that with Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie, and it felt too present day but now it just yeah that was the problem that i was having with yeah yeah no i i understand that i didn't even realize that it was set in the 80s and so yeah i understand that that kind of um dissonance with the time period can make it you know yeah it's set in um, 1987 really well who knew yeah. i mean i swear that that he has a mobile phone yeah, I swear he does. Yeah, so he texts. I swear he texts his his wife or something with the, with the, at with the, the beginning of the film. I swear he does. At the beginning of the film, That's I, I weird. swear. That was the problem that I was having because it just yeah that no. kind of really took me out of place. I was like, oh, all right, and the four four breaking. Uh, I mean, hey, make, make, makes some good means. <laughs> was all yeah, okay. was all I, of this I, le- was all this legal 
absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I mean, I I like the performance from from them. They're great. They're great. Yeah, but... I, I think I think it's got some it's got some amazing performances in there. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I got that got to start talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's roll it out, shall we? Yes. Well, thank you everyone for watching our descent into madness once again i feel like every every time we talk about a new film recently we've just been ranting all just like the whole time just like why um why but so yeah next... it is like a really good film coming out yes we can talk about the positives of the film because the, hopefully the suicide squad oh yes the suicide but we, squad, that's but, the... but we will also be doing the space jam films um and oh. so i don't know i i haven't seen either of them so i don't know what that's going to be like yeah um so yes uh, uh thank you everyone for listening next week we're going to be talking about monsters at work the sequel to monsters uh inc uh, on disney plus the tv show uh so we'll uh so john you'll have to watch those episodes i i haven't watched them yet either um i haven't watched them yet, yet, yet yeah uh and yeah if you enjoyed please give it a thumbs up and consider subscribing if you subscribing if you want to see more do you agree with us about black widow do you not agree tell us why in the comments or throw us an email at ourstimefilmpod at gmail.com or get in touch with us or just follow us on instagram on twitter ourstimefilmpod or follow me on twitter at tom the boardman um we are getting so close to our one year anniversary uh, we are literally this is 46. This, we are seven episodes away and we're going to be revisiting Tenet. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, Tenet. Yeah. Oh, my dad. Are you excited? Uh, like, uh, my dad was like, me, me and dad, we have an argument about um, the, the title Tenet. So yeah. he goes, no, it's Tenet. And he goes, well, no, it's Tenet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, goes, it's no, Tenet. Not it's Tenet. The, it's Wait, Tenet. Has, he, has he seen Tenet? Yeah, he has. Now you should know it's Tenet, but we yeah, did think tenet. it was we did think it was Tenet a whole uh, a long time. But it doesn't have that impact, you know. What I mean, like, yeah, like if you say Tenet, you feel like you're just like an old man talking <laughs> about it. But um, here's the real question: Is it Dune or Dune? Dune or Dune? Is it I want to say Dune. Dune. I think I, th- I want to say Dune. I, th- I think Dune. the Americans would say Dune, but I think I think I think here in the UK we'd say Dune. June, 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 July, August. I, I want to hear what people say. Is it June or June? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, comment down or, you know, throw us an email. Tell us thoughts on Black Widow, thoughts on Loki. Is it June or June? And tell us what you think of Wolf of Wall Street. We can discuss all this stuff and we will do it in a, we'll do it in our um, email segment, which no one ever, no one ever emails us, but it's fine. Uh, uh, we want emails we want emails yeah it's fine um, <laughs> give us yeah. uh, and tomorrow we will be Oh, it would, it would have already come out so there's no point saying but we are going to be recording an episode on the upcoming Marvel projects um, so yeah if you if you want to email us about that you can as well but I don't think I don't think I think we'll have recorded it by the time this episode comes out who knows who knows um, so yeah is that it yeah, that's it. And that's it. Um, so, uh, if you go into the cinema, please wear a mask and wash your hands. Yeah, and- we know that in the UK, you know, Boris has said that we don't have to wear masks after the nineteenth. Still wear your masks. It's a good idea. Please, I'll be wearing. Please. I will be wearing ours. I, yeah, you'll be wearing yours, right? Yeah, I'm going to do as well. Yeah, because it's, it's just I know, want to be healthy. Yeah, safety first, you know. Um, um, yeah, go to cinema. Wear wear your mask. 
Remember last time, uh, we don't want it to close. Yeah, and the cinema experience when I was watching Black Widow, it was all right because there was so many, we, we were at the front row. Oh, not the front row. That's the worst place to be. Not the front row, but like, you know, the oh. exit is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there. And there was so many annoying people just walking like throughout the film and I was like, oh, can I see the action? And there was, there was like, um, children just running across up and down there. It was just like really, yeah. It was well, annoying. we were when I went to see it with my girlfriend. We were right at the back, and there were two people next to us, just on their phone the whole time. And we were just like, "I want to die." It was so annoying. It really was. Hey, like, got, I got some good trailers though. I got Bond. No. Oh yeah. Wait, sorry. Before you say that, we oh. didn't get any trailers for Black Widow. No trailers. No trailers at all. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. That that's sad. I'm so sorry. We didn't get any trailers. We didn't get any fun. Tom, what? we didn't get any fun. I didn't oh. get to see the Suicide Squad on the big screen again. I oh no, we I didn't get Suicide Squad. I was hoping for Suicide Squad and Shang Chi. Didn't get either of them. We got Bond, and uh, I don't remember what else we got. But we definitely got James Bond, uh, and I can't wait for Bond. That's going to be great. We have an episode in. Uh, October, we're going to talk about James Bond. Finally, I'm so excited. Um, oh, oh, I forgot that the Batman doesn't come out till yeah, March. Batman's coming out in March. Sorry, man. <laughs> but hey, we've got, we got plenty of comic book films we're going to talk about on the podcast. We've got Shang-Chi, we've got Venom, we've got Venom 2, we've got Eternals, we've got all eight Spider-Man films. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I love the reaction. I'm like, woo, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to die. Black Widow already broke you, didn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Uh, that's Brilliant. it for the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's it for the week. Wear your mask, wash your hands if you're going shopping or something. Or, but yeah, please do be safe because yes. you know, COVID is still here. Ooh, yeah, still but, exists. Uh, still exists. Yes. yes. So, John, take us out. Why will you? Why will you? What will you? Take us out. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.